Hola, soy Chicho Arango y sigue Aguante en Fútbol. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of LAFC 360. Man, it feels pretty good to be back. It just you know, feels right. And it also feels better because we're coming off of a, a really good black and gold win on Easter Sunday. Let me introduce you guys to who's joining us this, this week. JR, welcome back. Hello. Good to be back. Thank you for having me. And fan favorite, Max <laughs> Bredos. I'm already, I'm already scaring people away. Don't go. <laughs> but it does feel great. It feels great. It was a good Sunday. You guys, you guys feel good? I do. It was a great Sunday. I, I, do you guys feel good? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> before we, good. I mean, they're live already. We're, we just started. We got tons of people I know. in the Look chat. It's great. So, so anxious to get started. Uh, before we get into it, don't forget to click on that subscribe button, like this video, and then click that little bell. Find out what it does, right? Yep. Uh, we want the 110 football channel to keep growing, and you guys are the key to that. So we really appreciate your support, as always. Tell your friends. Tell your family your mom a quick before we get started want to give a shout out to christian from nice gil sand art uh he hooked me and vince up with these really cool fan shirts uh like it a lot it's a good one so i'm glad i'm glad you two dressed up yeah well i'd like to uh, i'll be happy to wear some free shirts so if you want me to i'll, I'll wear it here i could be your organ grinder monkey. are you, are you hey! saying farmer john doesn't give uh give farmer john i do no i have a i have a great beach hat farmer john gave me i have a shoot with farmer john wednesday i'm very excited so and i get more bacon by the way, it was great to be at the bank yesterday, Easter Sunday. People thought it might not have the energy. That was absolutely not the case. It was electric, and it was even better to pick up another three points. Now it's time to break down all the hot topics that came out Ready? of Sunday's win. I'm trying to build it up. Okay. Let's see what's hashtag trending. Hashtag trending. Nice fade. Good. Yeah, we miss, we miss Vince's little. No, I nailed it. That was the best one we've I, I done yet. I see some some of you guys uh, wondering where Vince is. I think he's like in Mexico or something. He's also in the chat. He's in right the now. chat. I don't know where he is. He's in Mexico. He's, a, he's, he's living a it up. Trotter. He's got good internet signal. So uh, a good bounce back, right, for LAFC. That's uh, what people are obviously going to talk about. The disappointment of the Galaxy game fell behind here early, but they there was no doubt about it. This was a, a triumphant performance from LAFC as they poured it on. And I love the fact they got the third goal to make sure there was no complication. Right. I like that you say no doubt about it. I don't know. After that first goal, when I saw Johnny Russell kind of make mincemeat of Cheeky Palacios down there on that side. I was That's kidding. a little harsh. Come I, on. I, he fell down and then he got juked out again <laughs> yeah, for the goal. Okay, and fair then, enough. I, I just want to say. scored the goal on, on the own. On goal. the pregame, I said, uh, I think it was Philly, or was it you who predicted 4 1? Right. And I was, was like, me. hey. It's going to be an own goal. It was me. I manifested it. Yeah, I was a little worried at first. I'm not going to lie. But the bounce back, we're going to talk about Chirondolo's moves later on. But that goal by Ismail Tajuri Shradi, number seven on the Sports Center top 10 last night. By Great. The too. So it, it, there was, yeah, let's let's take a look at that goal first. That goal was absolutely beautiful. Amelia had no idea what to do on this goal. Well, none of us haven't seen this goal. I think it's been on repeat for me for the past uh, 10 hours or so. We were watching it during pre-production. It, like... Uh, look, a, a lot of people were really jumping at Timelia saying, look, he was out of position. He should have saved that. Me and JR were watching this replay on the half volley when Izzy hits this. I, no one was expecting him to, to, no. to shoot, first of all. No. And then Why also be on target. 
Really, like the Tim Melia, but also the fans in the building, the commentators. If you listen back to to the calls, no one was expecting that. It started 70 yards away, and Chico right. Palacios lobs it, and we're all sitting there going, "Okay, that's pretty innocuous start to a play." One touch, and then the second touch was uh, Izzy Tajuri Shradi. So two touches to cover the entire field. I, it was. I, it, I'll remember where I was when that happened. I'm sure yes. you guys will too. I was yes. in the press box. We all looked at each other, going. One of the best goals I've seen in that building, and that's a very high bar. One, very of, the, high bar. one of the great things we I can say as an LAFC fan is there's so many amazing moments and memorable memorable moments that not just happen through all the games, but especially at the bank. But I I don't think I've I've celebrated a goal like this. Why? In a while. What, what, what I, I don't know. I I think you just kind of become desensitized to how good LAFC is. But this is why was this different? You just felt it, right? It was You're just kinda... so unexpected. Yeah, that's and, it. And, it was, and especially there's no from reason someone, you see it coming. Especially yeah. from someone like Tajuri Shradi. This wasn't a, a, a Vela. This right. was this was a, a a depth piece. This was coming off the bench. One of his first touches off the half volley. I don't know. I jumped up and I, I ran around like crazy. And, and to your point, there was no buildup, right? It was, a, no it was build a one up. touch long pass. And by the way, I think that Tajiri didn't touch it. He let it bounce. And right. Then... And I think, by the way, that plays in a little bit more of the the lack of chances being created by our midfield right now. But that being said, a beautiful long pass from Cheeky Palacios. But the reason why we all celebrated the way we did is because we didn't see it coming. That was the best part about that yeah. goal. It was a wonder strike. I, I, some great comments here. Uh, GTG Law about Sionis, the, uh, the Cypriot, was the best player supporting Kansas City. I agree, but uh, we won't talk about sporting, but they look like they're going to have a long season. Yeah. Really tough. Speaking about EC a little bit and his contributions on the field, let's talk a little bit more, more about the substitutions. Do we give credit to Steve Toronto? Because this has been a theme throughout the season he's making the right decisions at the right times in the games when really lafc needs that little pep in their step he's brought in these these good players and again give credit to the players as well but but, but what do we think about that? this was by design so when we were in the offseason and they added i mean izzy to jury shradi was almost an afterthought because we were focused on Ilya sanchez yep and when maxime crepeau happened you're like wow oh, we got the goalie right we didn't really pay attention to ryan hollingshead who started almost every game didn't talk about uh, Izzy Tajiri Shradi, who has been this super sub, and I know I, I didn't see it, but someone asked, is it time for him to start in the front three? He is a perfect sub, so it would be very hard to, right. to move him there, but he deserves to start. There's no doubt about it. This is what LAFC wanted. They wanted a deep team, so if they get in a little predicament or they want to close out a game, you make the switches. It's worked every time, yeah. not just it, all these guys. Masovsky almost did, Sifu did, all these guys performed. But, but this is a time in which you have players coming off the bench and genuinely contributing. It's a huge weapon for the sure. club. No, very uh, there, few there, have there's that. There's been so any. many times, especially last season, where you have these USL guys coming off the bench. Not to not to really no, put them down, but but when they no one really added value coming off the bench. But now you really have like two full lineups deep. Guys that and can when, start for most clubs and, in MLS coming off the bench. And what I love is it's not the same move over and over again, right? It's not Latif always as the super sub. In this game, it was Latif starting and Sifu needing to come in as the super sub in the Which midfield. was the, the opposite exactly. of what happened of what in the happened Galaxy the game. Match. Sifu wasn't playing his best game. Blessing comes in and changes and, the landscape. And to me, that's a, it's a real testament of how well Steve Trundle is really getting to know these guys and their ability to come in, come out. No one is also, by the way, no one's sulking in the locker room, right? There are a lot of players that we know feel they should be starting with this club. You can only start 11. That's what I heard. So uh, because they've got such a deep bench, you got to keep a lot of guys happy, and I think Steve Trundolo is doing that with the way that he's using them as subs. And that said, the Open Cup now coming in in other competitions, 
League's Cup, you'll get some games. Right. These are precious because guys want to play. They right. guys want to start. If they can't start, they do want to play a significant role. But when you see this team, the guys on the bench, you don't see sulking. Right. You see guys knowing now and invigorated, when I come in, I'm going to make an impact because they've seen the proof. Yeah. yeah. What, what more do you want? I don't know. Well, you want what more do you want? I'll tell you what you want. Well, you know, how about the transfer market? Oh, I like, you know, I'm a big A lot of folks talking player. about third DPs. We shall see. We shall see. There is uh, some big news that dropped last week just before Sunday's match. Fenerbahce officially acquiring Diego Rossi via a permanent transfer. And to break this down more in depth, we are joined by the man who broke it on MLSsoccer.com. It is the one and only, the great Tom Bogart. Oh, oh yay, to, There Tom, he is. Look at, whoa, he's on the screen. It's right there. Thanks for having me, guys. Max, that was just, you know, that, that's what we come to expect from you, that transition there. That was elite. That, that's why they pay you the big bucks. That, I, uh, that is why they, <laughs> I, I almost wasn't ready to speak because I was like, wow, that was the tightest transition. Wow. Yeah. Tom, Tom, I think now that you were on the, the LED wall, I think your mustache was like three feet long. Yeah. <laughs> you, that stash is doing you wonders, man. I just want to let you know. Hey, but give us some of the details on this. How did they flesh it out? Because, see, this was a process. Uh, going back to even last season where they got the loan deal, but how did they get this done? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, all this framework was in place when this loan deal originally happened at, at the end of the summer, the beginning of September, if I remember, you know, the exact dates correctly uh, from the European season this year. Yeah, I mean, from from the first day of me talking to people about this deal, the overwhelming expectation was that Diego Rossi had played his last game for the club, but this was alone only in name and only in i guess technicality might be going a little too far but it would have been a shock if diego rossi came back and and i don't know there wasn't i guess any contractual obligation for fenerbahce to do this deal but again it, it was a handshake agreement it was this deal is going to become official uh this deal is going to become permanent after this initial loan for you know whatever reason that is and i'm not you, you look at mls teams who all the time have to kind of jump through hoops when they acquire players uh from abroad and you know the other clubs might not understand you know what tam allocation money dp all, all these things so whatever it was um lafc kind of said okay like this is going to be a permanent deal. They were operating all winter with the, again, overwhelming expectation that Rossi was gone. It was his time to move on. The club have talked for years about they want to be this hub for developing young players and, and getting them a move to kind of a superior league or superior heights for their career. And Diego Rossi had been here for three and a half, four years. Um, it was it was a wonderful time. He was a hit from literally the first day scoring that opening goal. Um, and now he's you know playing with a, a Turkish giant and in, in the Europa League. Uh Tom, you know, we're, 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 this is LAFC 360, so we're always talking about LAFC 360. <laughs> I'd say we're, we're heavily biased at some points, but, but you being really involved with MLS as a whole, especially how LAFC has started the season, I want to know from you, what's kind of the, the league outlook, the national outlook of, of LAFC right now? Do you believe that this is still a super club? Do you think this is sustainable? Where, where do you see LAFC right now on a, on a national level? I think some folks who might have been, you know, when, when the, the new kids on the block, like when Atlanta United had their down year under, um, you know, Gabriel Heinze and, and, you know, when Joseph was out, there was a lot of shade and fraud coming towards the Atlanta fans who, you know, were obviously loud on the way up. Um, I, there was a little bit of that with LAFC last year. You, you could take it. I, I get a lot of times uh, people that are upset from other clubs that they think that we're giving too much time to LAFC or Atlanta or Seattle, whatever it is. So I think the majority of the people who were enjoying LAFC not being towards the top of the league last year, um, I think there's a lot of worries of, of, oh, crap, they're back. So are you saying to not get all my news from Twitter? 
<laughs> Wouldn't recommend it. Okay. What are you talking about? That's, that's how I do, man. I'm yeah. set. If I start my day, a cup of coffee and a good t- Twitter thread. Uh, that's it. Uh, thoughts about what might happen? Anything next, Tom? Because they have that DP slot, but they obviously be dil- diligently looking again. I know John Thorrington did address that a little bit before the game. Yeah, and and again, like I said, they they were they were trying to sign players this winter. They again, they're they're focused on it's not new news. They're focused on getting the right target. They're not just looking to push across any DP just for the sake of, the, of a DP. So again, these these have been discussions that are active targets that they've been looking at. John Thornton said on the ESPN broadcast and in an interview with me um, a couple of weeks ago that that talks are ongoing. Like it's it's it is what it is. These deals aren't easy. They. They take some time, but the start of the season has given them more data points. Um, and in the offseason, at the outset, he he pretty much flatly said, we're, we're going to use this DP spot on, on you know, an attacking player, be it a winger or a center forward. Um, right now, with how well the, the attack is playing, how everything's looking, you know, with Carlos Vela's status, you know, notwithstanding, you, you guys were just talking about how great Ismael DeJoy Trade has been off the bench. That's another player that would be kind of moved down the pecking order if a DP was signed into attacking spot. Same thing, with, uh, you know, Apoku and, and even Chicho Rango hasn't been, you know, 100% starting every single game this year, whether it was form, fitness, and then, you know, just lineup decisions. So Don Thornton admitted that, all right, like we, we almost always are going to use these spots for attackers, but I don't know if we need to with this group. It, it makes sense of getting the right player for this team and this group right now. So they're not married to an attacker. That's not to say that it won't be a, an attacker, but um, I, I'm not sure if anything's going to get over the line. Now he, he said to me, Again, the talks are ongoing. They they could sign somebody by the uh, primary transfer window deadline, which is May 4th. But, you know, if not, this team is going to be fine if they have to wait till yeah. the summer to get a third DP. It's about yeah. peaking at the end of the season, as we all know. That's interesting about what this team can do to, to alter the, the market plans for this club. But it certainly is something the way they're playing to keep an eye. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Tom, always great to have you on the show. We'll, we'll talk very soon. Thank you, Tom. All right, folks. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye-bye. And you guys can read Tom's work all season long on MLSsoccer.com. Also, make sure to check him out on Twitter. Trust me, he is a must-follow. He, he, he has these tweets, and they just catch on fire. It's the, it's the middle of my Twitter universe many times. So thanks again for taking the time. Love yeah, Twitter. The, uh, the equivalent of a Woj bomb, right, is when Tom Bogart yeah, does something. Yeah, we need the... that. That's important in our league. We yeah. need, like with Paul Tenorio and Sam Stasco, when they have these, these huge news that break – uh, that everyone stops and talks about it. They yeah. do that in the NBA, they do in the NFL. We should do it in MLS. And, you know, we'll talk more about DPs in a little bit, but one thing that we do on the pregame uh, before every LAFC match is we talk about our players to watch, and one of those that I have been kind of harping on, player that we needed to oh, kind of come hey-o. into that role, is is that is that him right behind me? Yeah, number nine. There he is, the number nine. Number 29 last year, but he has settled into the number nine role this year. Chicho Arango. Uh, is Chicho ready to kind of embrace this number nine role now? I'm not even sure that that's how he got his goal or that's how he's been playing, but is he ready to embrace the role of a number nine for LAFC? It's interesting. I'm just happy to see that he has, has progressed because clearly he wasn't 100% coming into the season. You could see it in the way he played. It, it was a breakthrough this Sunday because he was very active pressing. I don't think I've seen a LAFC player hustle yeah. impressing in the final third like that wasn't there in a long time. Uh, in he his was previous working games. his uh, tail off. And I think you, you couple that with the goal against the Galaxy and he does this. He hit that free kick and I love the fact that he circled around to mm-hmm. to score again after the disappointment yep. of missing Drifting. out on the free kick. Yep. He is if he plays that way he's a lockdown starter. Obviously it's been a bit of a platoon right there. 
But LAFC, when Chicho's playing like the way he played on Sunday or the way he played last season, are much better when he's in the starting 11. I, I, I remember someone commented really early, like one of the first Someone said a Tommy bomb. One of the first comments of the episode was saying, like, hey, Chicho's a real aerial threat. We like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that he's, header was like pretty low to the ground. Feet off the ground on that one, right? <laughs> that was hard. Aerial threat. But, you know, you mentioned it, Max, that he, he bangs that free kick off the post and not, what, 30, 45 seconds later, he's the one that's come all the way back around to the opposite side and is finding that back post header off of Mamadou Fall there. That's a play that if Chicho wasn't 100% or if Chicho's not feeling like he's contributing as well, I mean, look, the numbers haven't been there the way they were last year, maybe he checks out, maybe he doesn't make that back post run, but because he was where he needed to be at the right time, a la the Galaxy goal off of the rebound from the Carlos Vela shot, Chicho is starting to do those Chicho Arango things again, for sure. The effort's the top of the list. That's why yeah. I like it so much. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, Chiqui Palacios. Yeah. Yeah. Chiqui Palacios, another great effort assisting on the uh, Chicho Arango goal. He got, like, the hockey assist. And then assisting on the Ismael Tajuri Shradi goal. We talked about the service and then separate topic about his defending. It's all improving. Steve Cherundolo, after the game, says he's been one of the most consistent players, which I thought was very telling. There was no, uh, there was no concerns from Steve. He said, "No, I feel I can put him in there and get a good effort." Maybe the best cheeky Pala. I'm, I hate to be prisoner of the moment. I really do. But maybe the best. I cheeky- do. Can, I, I agree. I, I hate it. This is I probably it. one of his best. But be- no, I think that was his best game. Yeah, I couldn't disagree more. Actually, <laughs> uh, I look. I thought Cheeky played fine, but I thought obviously the goal that was scored on us there was. Cheeky falls down, has to come back, and look, he's giving 110% to get back into the play, but because of that effort, he gets crossed up again by Johnny Russell and winds up, by the way, being credited for the own goal. I, I say that, 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 that's, I, a, that's a, that's I, a, that's a fluke goal. That's a scarf. fluke goal, Johnny Russell. Look, he gets the gets the cross off. He's not trying to hit the target there. It deflects off of Cheeky and right. goes first post. No one's saving that. That just goes in. I, I just want to say before it goes off the screen, Gerardo Rios says sometimes Cheeky's crosses need help. I've been saying that all season. His crosses were good. Yeah. His crosses were really good on the Arango uh, goal. Which is cross. something we really never we never say. And also his defensive yeah. play, he got a yellow fairly fairly early on. If you can get crosses after, coming from the after, fullback on this team, it is game changer. And, and look, here's the best part about Chiqui Palacios, right? He has seemed to lock down that left back spot, right? So he's going to get a chance to continue to play well. He's going to get a chance to continue to represent his country on the national level. It, this is a it's a maturation season in my in my opinion for Cheeky Palacios. I, I don't mean to harp on him for that that awful play with Johnny Russell, but I'm just not as high <laughs> on Cheeky. You already did it. Oh no, I'm I'm fine and I'm getting some hate in the chat for it too, which I'm yeah. all for. But I'm just not as high on Cheeky Palacios right now as what I think he will be maybe 30, 32 games in. Ceiling's still very high. That's what they wanted. But to your point about the national team, Cheeky and Sifu both bolstered their World Cup hopes right. on Sunday. Right. Both of them have some good tape, as we like to say. Yep. Um, do I think that Cheeky is the best left back in MLS? Not at all. But do I think this is one of his best games for LAFC? 100%. Right. Um, and also on the defensive side, he got a yellow fairly early on in the game. And, and that was he, a mess. He locked down Johnny Russell after that one specific play. Yep. Fairly well throughout the game. So look, and to that point, we had three guys on the back line, all on yellows, with our two center backs after the 26 minute. That's great. On a yellow, loved the way our back line played the rest of the game. Vince is asking if we still use tape. Yeah, I think it's it's, <laughs> it's on YouTube. You know now, what I right? mean, Larosa? You know what I mean? We got good tape on them. It could be videotape. It could be 
digital, it could be something streaming. So now yeah. it is time for a brand new Class of 22. I know you guys love these. Uh, and this week's topic is not for the faint of heart. You've all seen scary movies and TV shows about zombies wreaking havoc on the world and wondered if you would survive. Well, here at 110 Football, we, we weren't interested in who would survive when we talked to the team. We wanted to know who they thought would be the first to die. Oh boy. So check this out. This one's great. Panchito, y pues medio lento. No va a poder correr muy rápido, a veces ahí lo agarran. Mauricio. ¿Y por qué? Por loco. <laughs> that one I actually have to go with Christian Torres on that one for sure. Just young, inexperienced, probably, I don't know, gullible and would fall for something. Christian Torres. Yeah, he does some, just some weird stuff sometimes. Just wouldn't be thinking straight. Say Mahalo, the guy's always injured. You won't be able to run away. <laughs> that team bless it. Latif. I don't know, he's just smaller than most people, so. Rayo. Rayo McQueen. Brian. Por qué? Porque es lerdo. Siempre se duerme. Siempre. Brian. Eh, he's dead. He's gone. Pone, pone a Muri. Pone a Muri. Sí. Visualize them running from zombies. Yeah, after could you visualize them running, running, running? One falling down. Ah, <laughs> oh, my leg, my ankle. Uh. Oh. What do you Good question. Think? Good Me? question. I got GTG much better. GTG Law? Me? God. Yeah, you're being called out in the chat. You might not be the one. I'm the one with the bad ankle, by the way. I'm not nearly as uh, as quick as I need to be. Danny Trejo getting some love, too. That's good. We let, we're keeping an eye on Danny. We are. Very Max, well who do you think between the three of us would die first in a zombie apocalypse? It wouldn't be me, I'll tell you that much. And for no other reason, because so sure I would push one of you into the path <laughs> You're, of you're the one zombies. of those guys. I am 100% one of those guys. Right, right. Well, well that says a lot about you your character. Not all heroes wear capes. Listen, man, so. I'm, I got, I, I got, I'm pretty handy, so I think if we have to recreate the human race after the zombie apocalypse, I could be a little handier. I mean, you two are wonderful, but you know, I'm good with woodwork and <laughs> glue. Are you pleading your case <laughs> of why right? you should like, be why on need, the team? Why I need to survive? In the fallout bunker, in the we gotta get yeah, matched. In the Walking Dead, sure. I can help recreate. I can heat up water <laughs> to make it drinkable. You know what I like? Your watch. Oh, my watch is very nice. The nicest thing I've ever gotten from the in-laws. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Because it's DP Watch. Yeah. Is it the, the little, <laughs> little segue <laughs> there? I like that, Connor. Uh, yes, we did it. speak about uh, Diego Rossi earlier. It's officially part of LAFC's history, but what a great history we're building in such a short amount of time. That means it's time to look forward and start thinking about who will fill that DP role. Hit the siren. It's time for DP Watch. Is this sponsored? Should be. You guys are still attacking me. They are. Look at me, it's La Rosa about my hands. Everyone's talking about my hands. They're you very have very dainty, you dainty wrists. Dainty, dainty wrists, dainty hands. Uh, I think we really uh, <laughs> uh, got off track of the DP watch pretty pretty quickly. But hey. Read Poppy Chulo's Max would be commentating while someone's getting slaughtered by the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and he's taking yes. off an arm. Yes. And he's feeding it to his buddy. So That's great. DP watch. Yes. What is it, Max? DP watch. Look, we have an open designated a player spot officially now with Diego Rossi. So what level are we at? Are we at Is it code is code, it code red? blue? Code red, DEFCON 3, DEFCON 4, DEFCON 5, the never before achieved <laughs> DEFCON 6. I, I'm gonna give it the Aaron Rodgers relax, actually, yeah. more than anything else. I think look, we are tied atop the league with 17 goals scored, I believe with Austin as the most in Major League Soccer. We aren't giving up a ton of goals either, although it's been a little leaky as of late. 
this club is playing so well without a third DP already. If it's not broke, don't fix it. However, I think by the summer transfer window, we might see something come in. It'll be a nice little adjustment right when we are already also getting Franco Escobar, Eddie Segura, a lot of these other guys healthy. I mean, we're getting some quality players back and even before we get a DP. My question is, what do we need? All right, what position do we need? But because I'm sitting here like, oh, this team is top of the league. Yeah. We're playing great football. They're playing like they're telling the, the John Thornton, you don't need another player. We're, we got this. Yeah. Right. Right. They still look like they're going to get better. But um, I think what Tom was saying was interesting. You don't have to rush into something. You don't have to overpay for someone no. if it's right. not there because you're not desperate. You have this. So I think you approach it in that certain way. But I would think if they do have someone in mind, I'm just, I, have, I don't know, but I would imagine it's someone in South America they've recruited so well. Someone like a Diego Rossi or Brian Rodriguez or Chiqui Palacios who's got a lot of talent that they can groom here. Doesn't have to play right away. Remember when Brian arrived, yep. he, was, he didn't really feature. He was, they already had a good team, and they brought him in, and now he is a feature player. That's, it's obviously something for the future, so maybe look for someone that you're not going to get thrown into the deep end of the pool because you don't have to. Yeah. Right. Right. And but I, a valuable asset nonetheless. And I firmly believe this is still Major League Soccer. So you put your DP's money up front. You put them on attackers and on midfielders that, that put the ball into the back of the net or at least yeah. lead to the ball going into the back of the net. No, nobody on the back uh, line. Or I, I, I'm sorry. You don't spend you don't waste a DP spot on a backup striker. Right, but that's a, we need a winger or backup striker. Hector, I will say this. I would like to see a winger. And we've talked about this on the show with lightning speed, yep. like Diego Rossi had, that can stretch the field. A very a special type of talent. Because uh, we have guys who are quick, but not Rossi fast. But, but all I'm saying is, again, do we need that? We're playing good. People are saying, oh, we need a prolific goal scorer. Well, is Chicho and Carlos Vela not prolific goal scorers? And, and look, you'll, you'll hear me talk about our goal scorers a little bit later, but... Uh, again, I think it's more of a wait-and-see approach. I think Axel Witzel was one player who was rumored, right? He yeah. was, he's, what, 34 years old, kind of coming off of – I think he's relatively – coming just, off of a down season in the in the Bundesliga. That doesn't – yeah. Should we just start listing names? Marco Royce. Maria. <laughs> Isco. Lewandowski. Dybala. Kai Havertz. Get you guys crazy in the chat. At what point does Green? I don't know if it's going to be one of those. It's just, because it's a lot, you'd also have to look at guys who maybe have an expiring contract. Yeah. Look for those guys because I don't know if LAC wants – some of the guys you mentioned, you're looking at a $20 million transfer fee. Yeah. Or, that's not happening. That's or, not happening. again, like you said, Max, you just go for another Diego Rossi profile. Get a young guy from South America and I think and it's kind of screaming for that. I know it might disappoint people, but it's worked with uh, – these, these aren't all DPs, but it's worked that's, that pipeline with Rossi and Atuesta. Should work with Brian. It looks like it's going to work out with Cheeky and Sifu too. And, you, don't, and, you don't get a high-profile player unless Carlos leaves. I'll just say that. Sure, not one of those those team-changing yep. face uh, of the franchise, face of the club kind of guys. Taylor Twelman on the broadcast mentioned something that they could buy him down, Vela. Be it. I didn't. I didn't hear. It. I'm just getting that second hand. But everything's on the table. So. Yeah. It's. I would. They're going to be active in the summer. Yep. They're going to be active. Last week, like me, this segment was nowhere to be seen on the show. Luckily, I have returned and I've brought it back with me. It is time for another edition of ICU. JR, you are first. All right. So my ICU, again, I, I, what I, one of the things I love about this club more than anything else is the 3252, not just for what they do in the stands, but for what they do out in the black and gold community. And before the match on Easter Sunday, out at Christmas Tree Lane, 
there was an Easter egg hunt put on by the 3252. They had two groups of kids up, up to six years old and then six plus on the other side. It was so much fun to watch. They had one of the members of the 3252 in the Easter Bunny costume. It was an incredible moment for everybody out there. It was early in the morning too, 9.30, 10 o'clock. You know, with our game. Oh, that early. Not until one. Look at that. Some of these kids That's have Easter egg hunts at seven. No, I know, but this is, I mean, look, look at these pictures. This was such a good time watching all the kids out there. My favorite, when they started the, the younger division, there was nobody on the opposite side, obviously. All the older kids were waiting. So one of the little girls, she must have been four or five years old, just beelined over to the, the older kids' eggs and just started putting some in there. Hey, there was nobody over there. That's good instincts right there. So I see you, LAFC 3252. Let's go. Easter egg hunt on Easter. Loved every minute of it. Let's go. I like it. Loved it. It warms your heart to see uh, the Easter egg hunts. You cherish those moments. So uh, it's great that families are together. So uh, I'm going to stick with like what I saw in the 3252 as well. When we began uh, LAFC, there were we, we brought influencers and folks to come in, and they would come once. They would be blown away, and we wouldn't really see them again. But I'm going to take my hat off to Richard Roscoe and Pat Aviles and everyone involved because they're finding people who are engaged with the team and are coming here regularly. So I'm sitting at the stadium, and then I thought he came a couple games. I see B-Rail, B-Rail banging the B-rail. drum. B-Rail. That's how you say when you're real. So he's banging the drum. Exhibit was there holding court. Brian, Paul Rodriguez there, who was uh, the Falconer, and they were asked, someone asked him, how many games have you been doing? I've been to double-digit amount of games. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson yeah. was at a game, and then he came, went to the U.S. game, apparently, because Kellen Acosta said to join him down there. So they, we're making these soccer fans, and this is important because once they get the hook, this becomes part of their regular, and that's so much more valuable than someone coming once and maybe not coming again. We're nurturing those relationships. It's really important, and I love it's added. Uh, Chavo, he's, how many times has he been there? From uh, I know. Look. System of a down. Right. We can talk about how they're celebrities, but I think we can also just they're talk fans about now. that they're fans. These are, these I mean, are, Camille was the first. These right. are people from all walks of life at this stadium that just fall in love with this club and then just come back and come back and come back. And that just talks about how amazing the LAFC yes. experience is in the community experience. And all fans are equal, and that's what's the beauty of this. <laughs> but these guys can amplify it and then help create more fans. Sorry, Thickety Wickets in the chat. Owen Wilson, soccer crasher. <laughs> I like that. I will say. Yes. The uh, Armenian axe grinder, Shavo, yes. My ICU would be Soccer USA in the chat thinking uh, we could pull off a Chris Penso Tifo. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. Jesse, see, Jesse, that's what I felt when I saw him, and he was into it. Yeah. yeah. It, was, uh, it was fantastic. But seriously, my ICU would be the LAFC-Pepsi collaboration earlier this week, the Scarves Up for Good uh, initiative, where Pepsi, the sculpture, obviously, you guys have seen it in Pepsi Plaza, Pepsi donating $1 for every photo posted on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook with the hashtag Scarves Up for Good, yep. which is the project led by the 3252 uh, for the Mo Fascio Memorial Futsal Court in so- South Los Angeles. Look. This is just one of those feel-good stories, yeah. right? Um, where we really want to honor someone. And look, this is Pepsi. You don't really see corporate partners really helping on like a grassroots level like this. Yeah. And that just speaks, we were talking, it's the LAFC community. That's just that's just the family that that's here. And, and this is something that you love to see. Latif Blessing, as you saw in the photo, was involved. The fans are involved. And I also just really like the sculpture. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, it, you see Pepsi doing things like naming sides of buildings and sponsoring large things, but to get into something that means so much to the black and gold community on a little bit of a smaller level like this, it means the entire world to to us in the black and gold community. When we, when we lost Mo Fascio, we, everyone wants to be remembered, and 
the 3252 and the powers that be here made sure that Mo was remembered and were remembered him all the time. And now this, uh, he won't ever be forgotten. So that is, that's what you want. And yeah. Mo's not here with us anymore, but it's, we can remember him every time we walk to the stadium. And that's just, I'll co-sign that every day. Yeah. So after, before every home game, we do this game called Players to What? Do we do away games too? I, I like how you're holding that hat like you're, uh, you're panhandling over there. <laughs> you guys wanna it's the hat that they can actually win, right? Um, this is exciting. So we do players to watch. As you guys know, you pick a, a player from each team, and based off the MLS Fantasy Scoring System, you can win prizes. And this week's prize was an LAFC upside-down team-signed hat. <laughs> Eight people tied for first place based off of the MLS Fantasy Scoring System. Yep. So we thought the best way to handle this would be to draw out of a hat. Let's do it. So we have all the names in this hat right this here. This is exciting. Yeah. We, are we ready? Let's do, it. Just do this. Yeah. It's rigged, guys. It's rigged. Okay. Let's tilt it down so I can make sure everything is eight. Look at that. Yeah, Vince, yeah, look at that. Eight. eight. Look, eight went eight tied for first place. Do you are, the hit are, show eight is enough? No, was that just me? Oh, I mean that's a little before Connor's time for sure. One name fell one out. One name of the hat. just fell out. You should so probably I, pick that one, no? I should pick that one. Yeah, let's okay. go for it. The winner of the LAFC team signed hat. That's a drum. You just want to read it? Isaiah Lopez. Isai oh, Isaiah's in the I chat. I think they're oh. in the chat right now, actually. Oh, my yeah. God. Isaiah no Lopez. in the chat. You won. Yep. There it is. LAFC I team signed hat. This is yours. Yeah, Isaiah with the green eye right there. That's your it's, hat. It's been touched by uh, JR Here, we'll, and now we'll Max, let Max touch it as well. There you, know. you go. So it has more value. Beautiful. It's got a lot of names. Isaiah, look at that. That's really Let, cool. Let's go. There he is. This let's is honestly, go. this is my favorite moment of LAFC 360 yeah. in its history. I love it. This is good. That's great. Isaiah, like everyone's like cheering for him. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, well, great. So we'll we'll send that out to you. Congrats. If you want to give us your shipping info in the chat right now? Okay, <laughs> don't do that. Give it to no, don't. We'll, uh, we'll DM you. Uh, so uh, as you guys are in the chat saying congratulations to uh, uh, Isaiah. Look at the love. Look at, That's great. Look at the love. Look at that. Um, this is everyone's favorite moment of LAFC. <laughs> right? Look at this. We want to get questions from you. So whether it's about the game, LAFC in general, about Max's apparel, where where in the world was Max? Where in the world was I? Where was I? I was at uh, last week. Yeah, I don't know. You're just kind of come and go. I had a big birthday, and I went to where everyone goes to celebrate Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, nice. They have Boys and Berry Fest. Festival right now? Come on. That's the Boys and Berry beer, Boys and Berry uh, on the funnel cake. Yep. That's a solid day. Uh, what, what are we doing for the Open Cup? We're doing, what are we, Wednesday? Or uh, you can't make it. I might be late because I have a Farmer John shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we do the cooking with my wife and son. Maybe you've seen them, but they'll be coming out, so I'm excited about that. Uh, we'll be there uh, at some point, Orange County. I think what's exciting is, uh, oh, what are we doing about the 110 football show? But I think for the team, it's going to be fun. A lot of we'll, guys we'll that haven't gotten minutes will get some games. That's we'll be doing be a lot the post game. Uh, uh, John McCarthy, I think, gets his, that'd be, uh, that'd gets be his first start there. Look, I, I miss those. Sebastian US... Biaga maybe gets in there, yep. too. I, I miss Henry. those U.S. Open Daniel Cup Henry. nights, you know, against the Sacramentos, against the Fresnos. Fresno. Hey, this game. It's GA. Everyone's walking Don't around. Don't sleep on Orange County Soccer Club. That's the team. They won your championship. I say that not sleeping on these teams. It's just a different vibe at the it is. Uh, it, and it's just, it's more fun. There's not as much stress and weight to it. Because, look, if we lose, well, we'll move on. You know what I mean? Right. But but I, I just, I like the atmosphere. And get your tickets. And I know Gerardo says the tickets. I, I think they're they're pretty affordable. And I, it's yeah. one of those situations where you can actually 
I mean, you get pretty close. Me, but you can move down you can get and get close. in. Pretty close, yeah. And, you can get and, walk your way and down. you're in Figueroa Club for most of it too, on that opposite side. So yeah. if you don't have a chance normally to get down into Figueroa Club, see one of the better spots at Bank of California Stadium, it's a, a great reason to yeah. do so. Uh, also, by the way, tickets. There you go. Thank you, Vince. It's general admission. Get there early and get the most value of your tickets. Well, like Inside, you said, it, it's it's a good, good time. Other than like most season ticket holders, where you can actually kind of maybe explore the stadium a little right. bit, sit somewhere new, get a different perspective of the game, and right. So uh, if you win six games, you win the Open Cup. So that's still a big job, but it's it's within reach. It's hashtag doable. Haven't we hashtag made the, doable? We've made the semis before. Yes, and a, made a semi and a quarterfinal in our first two years. So. You get and the CONCACAF Champions League if you win it. We see uh, Gomez Jr. bringing up the the four teams playing at SoFi Stadium, Club America versus LAFC. That's going to be – tickets went on sale today, by the way. Check your emails if you're an LAFC season ticket member. Uh, we yeah. Have more, oh. We'll have more about that in the Expansion Mansion that's show. That's right, but, right uh, after this. There's a, lot to, there's a lot to absorb there. It's a big event. But that's going to be fun. I mean, look, anytime we get to maybe revenge season at SoFi for, against Club America with what happened – we won't have a twister there, but Memo will. Uh, sitting in the north end with my new signed hat for Isaiah Lopez. <laughs> I love that. Andreas said, um, this is an interesting take. Is Sifu off the bench better than Blessing off the bench? I don't want to get into this weird gray area where we're saying players are better coming off the bench. Right. You mentioned it, though. It was the exact opposite situation against Carson, right? So I think this is, again, Steve Trondo knowing that styles make fights. I think that's what we saw here with what Latif starting last match, or excuse me, Latif starting this match, and Sifu starting last match. So. Latif's done everything to be a starter, and uh, the the work rate again was there to be, to be viewed. I'm going to start putting a, a a mile tracker on him because he does multiple of them. But I think Sifu, if he plays the way they want him to and expect him, he is a starting midfielder for LAFC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like the Dolo love. Well, I, I saw someone say it in the chat earlier. Is Steve Trondolo coach of the year right now in Major League Soccer? Uh, give it a little bit. I mean, <laughs> seven games seven in. Seven games in, I think he's... Right now, if the season ended now, he If is. the season <laughs> ended today, which um, is 20% well, I mean, Seven games done. is a nice sample size. It's a yeah. good sample size. Uh, you got the three road games in there, which they've done very well. I think uh, you have to be content. This was like almost felt like a game where they're going to have a letdown, and they were down, and they picked it back up. So there's... It's a good sign of what uh, Coach Steve Trundolo is doing. Yeah, and Max, you're right. Four out of five times where we've lost against Carson, we've lost the next game as well, leading into this match. So that's there you go. serendipity right there. Look at we that. Just stop talking about that game. We can't. We <laughs> I can. refuse to believe it yes. even happened. We well, yeah, it didn't. Oh, Dolo getting offers from the Bundesliga for sure. That'd be interesting. He goes back to Hanover '96. We well, they're not. They're in the they're in the lower divisions now, I believe. Right. So they'll have to. He'll, that'd be a big job. And Steve Trundolo is someone that. Because of his experience, they will look at as someone who can get the biggest jobs in American soccer, as in the biggest job, U.S. men's national team. Because of his connection, he just needs the experience, and he's off to a good start. Off so. to a great start. Um, I, I like the uh, thoughts on that we next weekend's game in Cincy. I, let's, I'm not going to get into like details on, on how LFC is going to prepare for the game, but look, I think this is going to be a good test for LFC, going all the way to Cincinnati, playing in the new stadium, which I think is – Pretty state-of-the-art stadium. And look, this is a Cincinnati team who isn't the worst. Isn't the worst this year. Not as bad as... defensive record now. They do have Vasquez. Hasn't scored lately, but... So I think it's a good test. On the road once again. uh, LAFC this season has been pretty good on the road. Uh, And it should be a great atmosphere, right? Since he really does support their club, regardless of how well they're playing or not, it's always fun to see a player like Brandon Vasquez, a young talent, in Major League Soccer, but it should be three points on the It's 
I got to go there for the USA-Mexico game, and when you see it, when the game starts, it feels like you're watching a game from Germany or the Netherlands. It's very cool. It's a very different vibe. So uh, you'll get a kick out of that. If anyone's traveling for it, uh, they got a nice little uh, watering hole right across the street there. That I forgot its name now, but it's it's right across the street. You'll enjoy it. The pitch. The pitch is what it's called. DTG Law. Good shout. I like that. Um, okay, so we're going to move into, I think, one of my favorite segments called Stoppage Time. What is stoppage time? It's our hot take. We, we like doing hot takes. We like getting you guys angry, if anything. Um, and, and, and yeah, should we just get it? throws crazy stuff out there. Sure. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've got a fun one. Who can't score on LAFC? <laughs> right now, we've got 10 different players who have put the ball into the back of the net for LAFC this season, not including guys like Kellen Acosta, Latif Blessing. Uh, there are plenty of options out there on the pitch. We start 11 guys. I think maybe everybody but Maxime Cropot is at least capable of scoring. We know Ryan Hollingshead likes to push up on the offensive end. We know Chiqui Palacios likes to bring it up there as well. And we've seen great things already from Moody and Mamadou Fall. I don't think there's a single player that Steve Chirondolo pencils into the lineup that he doesn't think could put the ball in the back of the net. And I think that's what makes LAFC one of the more dangerous clubs in Major League Soccer is how many different weapons we have within our starting 11 and even in the 18. It's a good sign. It's yeah. a sign uh, of health. Kellen's going to score pretty soon. Though. I think Kellen's got to score. I think I figure Brian's going to get some more. Yeah. Is there yeah. anyone? He's got the one against yeah. Orlando. I, I, I still love that the Sheed got two goals against Vancouver. I still can't wrap my head <laughs> around sheed. that he got a break. It's, I forgot that happened. Like, you know what right? I mean? I'm like, how did how did he get it? I don't know. Right. By the way, I love how Vince is just like checking out whose contract's expiring. Oh, Roberto. I, I threw out Firmino, by the way. Vince, Vince, you and I are kidding. Bobby experience. Firmino and those beautiful teeth. Oh, Ferrari, man. Good, good shout. Take we him in a heartbeat. Connor as a DP. I, I've been known to be a, a natural goal, goal scorer. Big physical presence. That's and then in the someone box. mentioned when Steve Trundolo's connection to German football, and Firmino was in Wolfsburg before Liverpool, so there was some connection. Oh, he's he's got all those guys huge. on his Rolodex, which is a little dated like tapes. He's got the <laughs> Rolodex, look at your number and call it. Was it Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go next. Is that all right? Can I jump in here? Yeah. Go right Jump ahead. in. So uh, Mamadou Fall. And last season, and when we first started breaking, he had a heavy workload. Every game or so, he made this mistake pretty glaring. And you're like, I go, hopefully he can fix that. Well, he has. Uh, he's been close to mistake-free. He is still a teenager. And with what he's able to do on the offensive end, you are looking at a very, very special talent. If he continues to play this clean defensive side, he is irreplaceable. Remember at the beginning of the season, we even talked about maybe Sebastian Ibiaga comes in or starts. Mamadou Fall, after shaky preseason, has locked it down. And I'm going to go on record and say he is going to be the most expensive defender in MLS history before too long. Wow. The, Alfonso Davies is a better player, but he his Different transfer player. was 11 million. If they want Mamadou Fall on this trajectory, you're looking at twice but that. But also, I don't have players like that in the marketplace. At, at the time, Alfonso wasn't a defender. He was playing yeah, high up. He was playing high up. He was. So, and he's saying that's a fullback. This is this a center is a back. Center back. Athletic, who can use his feet. You know, I watch European football a lot, as many of you do. You don't see that. You don't see that we're gonna have to save this tape for for a little bit this is gonna be interesting to see if you're right about that. that's a big statement we're talking you're, you're saying a uh, eight-figure transfer not at right back Vince not at right back you win this one you've won the Bryce Duke <laughs> argument you won this one I hope you're happy I, I want to see I want to see Mamadou play up top one game 
against Orange County. Center <laughs> forward. His leap on the Chicho goal. He was incredible. He looked like an Australian rules footballer. He was like, yeah, straight up. He's so incredible. So my stoppage time is a fun one. Uh, LAFC, an LAFC game at the Bank California Stadium is the premier sporting entertainment experience in Los Angeles. I'll just Truth. say, it. Uh, being lucky enough to have attended many LA sporting events, whether it's hockey, basketball, baseball, football. Nothing is like the atmosphere <coughs> at the bank, the entertainment, the quality of football on the field. Uh, there is nothing like it. And going on Easter Sunday, sometimes, you know, I, I was cautious about, you know, maybe there won't be too many people there. Maybe it'll be one of those day games on a Sunday where not that many people show up, but it's That's still a good thinking, atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and everyone came out to support the team. And this is, I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again, this is one place I come as a Canadian immigrant uh, and really feel like an Angelino. You know what I mean? It's a melting pot what of different cultures. What a great thing to say. And uh, you really feel like a community there. That's the one place I feel like I'm truly from Los Angeles. Even though I'm not, I, I do feel like I'm a part of the city. And, yeah, and I love it. And there's more. no experience within Los Angeles if not the world like that. So it's human scale too and you get in and out and like you're not pushed out like stadiums you go off. Uh, right. I got this game pretty late and I still got in and out pretty quickly. And I was back home at like 5. Yeah. Feet up. Yeah. All right. No, I, I like I still had a lot of left in the day. You still do have a lot of left. Okay, good. Good. And come back here at the 110 football show at uh, let me look at that watch again. 4 p.m. Pacific time. Today <laughs> for our MLS show the Expansion Mansion. Car and I will be joined by former Liga MX player Mariano Trujillo. We'll break down all the big storylines around the league. You don't want to miss it. It was a pretty interesting weekend. It was a very interesting weekend. And before you go, let's take a look at what's coming up this week on the 110 Football YouTube channel. First, on Wednesday, we have the post game against Orange County. It's going to be a fun game. Great atmosphere there. Thursday, football without borders. Get your fix on world football, the international game, and anything you want to talk about. It's your show for everything football. And then Sunday, Cincinnati, LAFC, watch party. It's going to be great. I'm really enjoying those watch parties. Hey, did LAFC, who said he was going to tune out, did he actually tune out or is he still I think on he did. the show? I think he tuned out. It would make good. If you're here in there, come on, man. You missed a good show. Otherwise. Congrats to Isaiah Lopez. We know yeah, you're congrats. still there in the chat. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. See you at 4 p.m. This was fun. Sorry, Vince. Hola, me llamo Ceci Fuente. Eh, te invito a suscribirte a Guante Fútbol.